Hello, and welcome to Undeletable Dad, a podcast for divorced or separated fathers who lost their parenting mojo somewhere along the line and are ready to take it the fuck back. My name is Tracy Poisner, and I might not be very nice with you. My job is to show up here three times a week with a dose of raw truth. And the truth, like they say in that cough syrup commercial, well, it tastes awful, but it works. We're going to talk about scary things, like climbing up onto that dad pedestal, how to become the magnetic north on your child's compass, and what you need to know so you can throw back your head and laugh in the face of brainwashing or gaslighting or any other toxic shit that your ex tries to throw at you because that kind of thing is child's play compared with the inevitability of your victory as a sovereign parent who owns his power. If that sounds good to you, hit the subscribe button and let's get going. Last week, I watched a documentary on TV by a guy who went on a search for his biological relatives. This guy had been conceived through the magic of sperm donation, and he was curious, as so many people are, to know about his heredity. It's quite a story, mostly because he discovers that he has about 600 half-siblings. But the part of his story that really struck me the most was all these people, grown men and women in their 40s, 50s, 60s, who were searching desperately to find a guy who basically took a test tube and a magazine into a cubicle and then left the scene. They don't care, these grown-up children. It's their deepest desire to find this missing piece in their lives. They need it to feel whole. So you might be wondering whether those sperm donor guys have any right to anonymity You know, do they have to walk around now all their lives waiting for a knock on the door from someone looking to reconnect with family? Well, this is kind of interesting because the large group of donor-conceived individuals that this filmmaker spoke to all agreed. They said nobody should donate sperm unless they're prepared to be contacted someday because it's cruel to refuse this basic birthright to a human being. The rights of the child trump the rights of the parent every time. And this is just as true about children of divorce as children of sperm banks. Parents who get divorced have some rights, of course. It's true, you have the right to the fair division of your communal property and possibly to your ex-spouse's future earnings or vice versa. But here's a strange thing. At some point, someone decided that access to children could be considered a thing that should be shared and therefore fought over. And every breathing minute of your children's lives would henceforth be known as custodial time instead of parenting time. Although I have to say where I live in Ontario, Canada, they've gone back to calling it parenting time and I think that's a great move. Anyway, custody is a word that implies taking care of either property or inmates. So any way you slice it, the kids are not exactly being put front and center here anytime somebody's talking about custody. 
And then we come to the financial responsibilities of each parent. And that's where the courts decided that there ought to be a formula. And it would make sense to connect the percentage of time each child spends with each parent to how much money should be changing hands. A formula, of course, that'll work. Because this whole problem is basically a mathematical one, right? It's a simple equation. If Bobby spends 82% of his days with mom and 35% of his nights with dad, what percentage of dad's salary should be sent to pay mom's attorney's fees? That's when the battle really starts because, hey, if there's no battle, nobody really gets paid very much. And the family court system is not exactly a not-for-profit organization. So nobody's ever going to tell you to walk away from the fight. They're going to remind you that you've been slapped across the face with a leather glove and you'd better man up and fight for that 50% that you deserve so that things are fair. And the only way to fight for your rights is to get your lawyer in the arena with her lawyer and let the better lawyer win. So I want to wake you up from this bad dream with a dose of harsh reality. Fathers don't have rights. Fathers have responsibilities. Children have rights. This is not about your right to this or that amount of custody or visits or phone calls or whatever. You're not some kind of criminal here. No matter the circumstances of the divorce, it doesn't matter if you were the world's shittiest husband. That's just not relevant to how you're going to honor the sacred contract you made with your kids to deliver what you have for them what you've been holding for them since they came into the world. It's the child's rights that matter. It's all that's ever mattered. And for years, we've been distracted by this courtroom shell game that makes it look like the adults matter. Children of divorce are basically treated like hostages in a vicious game of control and revenge. And most of the time, the courts don't protect them from that. They throw fuel onto the fire because they're in the business of cultivating indignation. Indignation pays. How dare they trample your rights? I just have to step off my soapbox for just a minute here and say that the courts are indispensable when it comes to situations of real danger and child abuse. You're, you're not allowed to just go and kidnap your kid away from a really bad environment. There are laws about that. So, when you need the police and the Child Protective Services in order to serve your child, they're a resource that you need in your pocket. But even in a so-called loving home, kids can be abused in a very subtle but damaging way if they're being denied what they need for healthy human development. Kids are wired with native programming that sets them on the road to adulthood and they need their dad to activate that programming. It's been the father's job to do that since time immemorial. Every child has the right to be raised and loved and taught and disciplined by their father, if they're lucky enough to have one. Nobody ever specified how it has to be done. God knows there's nothing about staying married to the mother of your children that automatically makes you a better dad. You're still honoring your fatherhood contract 
even if you decide to be a mediocre dad. You're allowed to do it like that if that's what you want, or if that's all you've got to work with. Nobody gets to say a goddamn word about that because it's between you and your kids. Or you can knock yourself out and walk across hot coals for your kids and be everything for them that you always wanted your own father to be. All that matters is that your kids get to have an authentic experience of you. One where you come together and grow apart as nature has programmed you to do and have regrets and insights and where they eventually learn that you were only human just like they are and that you did your best for them and they're going to watch how you do it and your sons will take your codes with them into fatherhood and your daughters will be coded to look for partners who can hold a candle to you as a man. So I think it's a huge obstacle in the landscape of divorce conflict that fathers are way too busy trying to get someone to respect their rights. They're wasting all of that sexy warrior energy on nothing instead of championing the rights of their children. This nonsense has to stop. It's an illusion. Nothing is standing in your way of discharging your fatherly responsibilities right now. You just have to know that you get to say no to the illusion. Yes, they can gang up to make your job more laborious, more expensive, more time-consuming and frustrating. They can make the road full of bumps instead of a smooth and joyful ride. But they cannot interfere with your child's destiny to receive their birthright from you. And they can't stop you from delivering that payload, no matter what obstacles they put in your way. I'll talk more about this concept in the next episode, but think on this a bit. How would it feel to let go of the idea that you need to have your rights respected, even by your ex? Why does it matter? I'll tell you, if you can really connect with the absolute diamond you're holding inside you right now, and if you knew how much your kids value what you've got for them, You'll never give your rights another thought. That's all for this episode. I'm running my restorative parenting online program right now. That's where I teach divorced dads a parenting system that works to disarm the minefield of parental alienation or negative conditioning. If you missed registering for that and you want to get on a wait list for the next round that'll come after the new year, send me a quick note at tracy at undeletabledad.com. In the meantime, feel free to join my Facebook community called One for the Dads. Just look us up on Facebook and send a join request. We'll be glad to see you there. Thanks for listening. Your kids thank you too.